Good morning. Welcome to Poolside. I'm so looking forward to joining you all as we journey together through the encounters that Jesus had with ordinary people in his everyday life. I'm really excited for you and so grateful that you've decided to grab a copy of Poolside and jump in. We're going to be doing videos over the next six weeks. So today is the introduction video. Um, the next four weeks will hit on the main themes that you're going to find here in Poolside. And then the sixth video is just going to be a wrap up. So the way that Poolside is set up right now, it's set up in a four week format. That it's a four weeks of lessons with six days in each week. However, I've had many studies groups that decided to take one day a week and process that together. So that would be a total of 24 days. So you can do it in a four week format. You can do it in 24 days, or you could even take two or three lessons each week and, and do it together or by yourself. It's self-led. It is however you want to go through it. And the great thing about the videos is that they're pre-recorded, so you can go back and watch them. You don't have to do it at um, the pace at which I'm gonna set it up for you, but you're welcome to do it at your own pace or if you're doing it with a couple of friends. However it works, it's just, it's set up to be that easy. So the four main themes that I'm gonna do videos on over the next four weeks, the first one is going to be a desire to meet him. The second one will be a willingness to let God see in. The third is knowing I have need of him. And the fourth is taking Jesus at his word. Those are the four foundations in which I wrote Poolside Around. And each one of those foundations then has um, breakout lessons to help you dig further into that concept, into that posture. So what I wanna say is that there's no rush. This really is at your pace. And these videos are here to help you and encourage you. Um, I do encourage you, however, to be intentional about how you're going to jump into the study. In other words, set up a specific time or day and keep to that. You know, what I found in my journey in life in general is that we all have a lot of wants. I mean, I have lots of things I could list off that I want to do, but what I found is that my will doesn't always line up with my wants. In other words, I may want to eat healthier, but my will doesn't always match my want. And so I've really learned that um, our will is the driving force. You know, we think it can be our wants. We, we may think it's our goals that we write down, but it is really our will. Our will will be the determining factor of where we set, we go. It's gonna be the driving force of setting us on an intentional course. So when we understand that, that our want and our will don't always line up, it makes it easier to say, okay, I'm gonna be really intentional about this. I'm really gonna set up a specific time and allot that time to definitely connecting and hearing from God. You know, the beautiful thing about God is that he never violates our free will. He's given us this incredible power of choice. So we have this beautiful choice to connect with him. And he's so excited that when we do wanna connect with him, um, I didn't always understand this. Growing up, we went to church, but that was about it. We went to church and um, then we went home and we didn't really, we didn't necessarily um, talk about the Bible. We didn't pray together. Um, church was something that we did. So to me, church was very performance driven. In other words, you dressed up, you looked really good, you put the mask on, you behaved, and then that was it. So after that, um, I didn't really know that you could talk to God. I didn't even know that it was legal to ask Jesus questions. And I had no idea how to have a conversation with him. 
And when I lost my dad uh, when I was 22, very tragically, that really compound, you can see my little helper in the background, that would be Basie. Um, <laughs> I knew if I didn't let her in here to help me with doing this, that she was going to be scratching at the door. So yes, that is Basie in the background. And she is, um, I think y'all have seen her on some of my social media. She's hilarious. But anyway, when I lost my dad at 22, very tragically, I became very angry at God because I did not have the skills at that moment to ask God, God, what are you saying? What are you doing? Who do you want to be for me? I just got angry. And it was more like, how could you? And why did you allow that? We went to church. We did what we were told. You know, I kind of thought it was like this, you do this, this, and that. And then God does this, this, and that. You know, I kind of saw it as a formula. And I thought, well, where did we mess up on our end? Because we did everything. We were good people. We, we gave back. I sang in the choir. You know, uh, we donated funds. We, we volunteered at the church. Why would you allow this to happen? And so it really revealed how little of a relationship I had with God and how much religion I actually had. I think that would be the, the one thing that I've learned in my journey is that um, relationship with God and religion are absolutely not the same thing. In fact, when people are like, oh, you're so religious, I actually push back on that a little bit and I say, no, I have a relationship with Jesus, but Jesus wasn't religious either. Jesus is all about relationship. So I spent 15 years being really angry at God, not wanting to connect with him. Church was the last thing I thought I would ever go to. And I would tell you ministry was the farthest thing from my mind. If you had told me then that I would be in the ministry now, I would have laughed and said, you have got the absolute wrong person. I had um, no desire to, to serve God, to be around God, or even to like God. So when I had a what I would call a miraculous supernatural encounter with Jesus, which is definitely what it was, and I heard his voice and I felt his presence, it was a life-changing moment for me. I heard him say to me, not only are you worth living for, but you're worth dying for. And when he spoke those words, grief, rejection, unworthiness, self-hatred, unforgiveness, guilt, shame, left. I had no idea that all of those things were having constantly having a conversation with me. And it was all at once when he came in the room and when he spoke, everything that was not of him went silent. And all of a sudden, this peace came over me that is indescribable. It is the peace that passes all human understanding. And this joy began to infuse me. And the only way I can describe it is that it must have been what it's like to live in heaven because it was impossible at that moment to actually have a bad thought. And this joy just infused every part of my being. And I left there and I left that moment and I thought, you know, Lord, everyone has to have this. If everyone could experience you the way that I have just experienced you, then we would know what it means to be filled with the mind of Christ. We would know what it means to live a Christ life. And so that is what I dedicated my 10 plus years that I've been in ministry to now is really connecting and equipping people to hear God and equipping them on how to live a life that is full of love and joy and fighting the good fight of faith because um, there are a lot of things in life that really do want to tear us down, that weary us, that make us concerned right now. We're in this monumental time in history where people are feeling so disconnected. People are so afraid and anxious and worried. And the things that they had thought were their constants, were their comforts are gone. And they are simply uh, hungry to really know 
the one who holds all things together and his name is Jesus Christ. And not only how do I know him, but how do I be in relationship with him? Because what we're realizing is that religion isn't working either. The things that we'd set up to keep us, you know, in religion is, is being dismantled and it's being shaken. But the one thing that is not being shaken is your relationship with Jesus. And I pray that this will be a monumental change in your life to where you are hearing and experiencing him in a way that you had never thought possible or a way that you'd never had before. So um, the book that you're holding right now is literally 10 plus years worth of ministry that I put together. And I have found that it's just been incredible when you can and start to connect people to Jesus for themselves, their lives are radically changed. They are encountering truth. They are encountering freedom. They are encountering wonder and joy like they have never had before. So I want to give you some very specific tools and tips on how to get started because if we've never known that we could hear or talk to Jesus, we kind of think, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? Am I able to do this? Because that would be the one thing that was always in my mind that was really hard was that, wow, can I actually hear God? Can I actually do this? So I want to give you a scripture, Ecclesiastes 3.11, and it says, God set eternity in the hearts of every man. And that includes you, that includes me. And by eternity, that is not a destination. What it means with eternity is eternity means that God can be anywhere at any time with us. And he does not see time the way that we see it. And so a lot of times we are often um, waiting to arrive at a location that we call heaven. And God's saying, wait a minute, eternity's here and now because I'm with you here and now. And I want you to experience being with me here and now. So the first thing I want to do is I want to show you a very simple chart that I want you to make. You can even open up, um, if I'm looking in the book, if you open up Poolside, there's a page right here. This is just right from the, the front cover. You could, you could create this little chart right here, or I think even on the back side of the welcome page, there's a blank across from the introduction. There's a blank page, and you could start writing this chart here. And this is a chart that my friend Casey at One, um, who's our executive director, this is one of the great launching pads that she starts everybody off with. It's really about deciphering God's voice and, and, and not God's voice. Because what we don't realize is there's actually three people talking to us all the time. There's God, there's not God, and there's ourself. And we, ourself, often agree with God or we agree with the voice that's not God. And we're not even aware that we're doing it. You know, um, the voice that's not God often comes, I, I sort of describe it as it's a suggestion. It's almost like we have this ticker tape that runs in our mind and, and we get these little suggestions like maybe um, you never do anything right. And, and we hear it. It's kind of an accusation and we might hear that and then we think, yeah, I'm right. I never do anything right. And we start agreeing with it and we start owning it. And that's why we're going to write this chart down because I want you to start being aware of who's saying that. So this is how the chart's going to look like. I'm going to hold it up here. And if you've been in some of our, our ministry times uh, before, you've pro you might have done this with us in our Awake Women's Ministry, or maybe you've joined Casey and I on some of our women's retreat where we've, we've walked you through this. And so I encourage you to write it. You can either write it on a card, a separate sheet of paper, or go ahead and write it in your book. Because honestly, this is a tool that you're going to have for a lifetime, which is really going to start to show you, okay, what does God sound like and what is not God's voice? So the first thing you're going to do is you're just going to draw this cross. It looks just like this. And on this side, you're going to write God. 
And on this side, you're going to write not God. And y'all may actually be seeing this backwards. I, do, I don't know. Or maybe it's coming through <laughs> because I'm realizing it's kind of like a mirrored version. But anyway, one side's God, one side's not God. But down the middle, you're going to write your name. Why am I having you write your name? Because of what I just said, which is your agreement. You can either be agreeing with God about yourself or you can even uh, uh, being agreeing with the thoughts that do not come from God about yourself. So let's first write down under the not God column, what would be uh, voices, what would, God, what would not God voice sound like? So one of the first things I have on my list that I have in, in my book is fearful. God is not fearful. So write down under not God, fearful. God does not sound fearful. Another thing, another word is anxious. God is not anxious. And normally, if I'm in a group setting, we're doing this together. In other words, there's feedback. But because this is pre-recorded, I'm kind of leading you through it to go ahead and start writing it down. But you can add to it as you want. Um, the Another voice that is not God is worried. God is not worried. How about condemning? God is not condemning. Guilty. God does not make us feel guilty. That is not the voice of God. Um, another not God is shameful. God's voice is not full of shame. Disconnecting. God's voice is not about disconnecting us. In fact, his voice is the exact opposite, which is all about connecting. Divisive. God is not divisive. God is not angry. So start writing those down under not God because all of a sudden you're going to realize, wow, sometimes we've been listening our whole lives to a voice that is not God. And now we have this opportunity to hear him and hear what his voice sounds like. So under the God column, let's start writing down what God does sound like. Um, kind. God is kind. Patient. Wise. God is patient. God is kind. He's wise. His voice is loving. His voice is tender. His voice is compassionate. Uh, his voice always lines up with his word. The voice of God always lines up with his word. He will never go against his word. It's connecting. God is always connecting. God is always wanting us to connect with him. Um, God's voice is encouraging. God's voice is compassionate. God's voice is merciful and graceful. And God's voice is convicting. Remember on the other side, we wrote condemning. Well, God convicts and convicting and condemning. They're two polar opposites. Convicting is where we go, ah, I see that. And there's no guilt and shame and anger and ugliness attached to that. It's more of this, oh, wow. It's an opening of our eyes in a really gentle way that brings truth. And we go, okay, I can see that now. That's what God sounds like. So you can keep working on your chart as you want to, but now all of a sudden you have this way when we go through the study and maybe you hear something that sounds anxious, fearful, or worried, you're going to know that's not God's voice. So you can say, okay, wait a minute, Jesus, I'm hearing anxious and fearful, but I know that's not you. So Jesus, what is, what are you saying? Now you have this ability to know and you have this awareness in your everyday life when you hear a thought to go, wait a minute, who's telling me that? Is that God or is that not God? All right, the second tip I want to give you 
is this wonderful question that my friend Kelly Troya, she's the founder of Heart to Heart Ministries. She has a worldwide ministry that is just phenomenal, and it's an inner healing ministry. And she has, one of the things God taught her is what we call a locator question. And it's really about helping you understand where you hear God. You know, God is the still calm voice. So when you get this locator question, you're going to begin to understand where you actually hear him. You know, we are three-part beings. We are physical, which is what you can see and touch and hear right now. We're also uh, mental, which is where our soul is, where our emotions are, where our mind is. And then we're also spiritual. And we're spiritual beings, and that's where the Holy Spirit resides with us. That's where God actually talks to us, is in our spirit, which is actually very different from our mind. But if we've never had this locator question posed to us before, we don't understand the difference between our spirit man and hearing in our in our mind. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you some questions, and you can answer on your own. And they're very simple questions. You're actually going to know the answers. They're very silly, and you're going to think, why am I doing this? But follow with me. So the first question is, um, what's your favorite restaurant? Okay, next question is, what's your favorite color? Okay, are you a child of God? Will he ever leave you or forsake you? Do you see the difference when I ask the question about the restaurant and the color, where did you go to find the answer? Here. You went to your mind. It'd be like me asking you, what's 5,000 times 213? Where do you go for that answer? Your mind. But when I ask you, are you a child of God? Where do you feel that answer? It comes up from within. That's where your spirit is because the Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit that yes, indeed, we are children of God. That comes out of Romans 8, 16. So when I ask you, are you a child of God? You don't have to think about that. It's a yes. Will he ever leave you or forsake you? It's the same place of that, that um, the spirit, the welling up within. So if you get into the study and you get stuck and you're thinking, um, I'm not able to hear, just stop and say, am I a child of God? Okay, then start in. The, second, the third thing I want to give you is what I call setting the atmosphere. Just like I talked about in the beginning of the video about being intentional, I want to take that a little bit further. So let's say you decide to take two to three days a week, or let's say you decide to do um, the five to six days lessons that it's laid out. However you decide to do it, I want you to write down in your calendar the, the time that you're going to be doing that. And that's because it's easy when we don't have something written down, or even if it's just a sticky note on your mirror, if we don't say, okay, you know, eight o'clock on Monday, Tuesdays, I'm going to do the study. We just forget about it. Our mind is like a little motor. It just starts running and it goes to the easiest task that is put in front of it. It doesn't sometimes really want to work any harder than what it knows to do. We love to get in routines. So what I'm asking you to do is make poolside intentional in your routine. So go ahead and decide the days and times that you're going to do it. Now, when you get to those days and times, here's a few tips on what I call setting the atmosphere. One, play worship music. Doesn't matter if you like old hymns, doesn't matter if you like gospel or more contemporary worship, just put it on softly in the background. This sort of helps set the atmosphere. The other thing I want you to do is keep a just a plain piece of paper next to your, your study. And that's gonna be your to-do list because what's gonna happen is you're gonna get into this and your mind's gonna start thinking of all the things that you have to do. Okay, great, write it down and then come back to the study. 
pretty soon your mind will start to realize, oh, this isn't our time to do our to-do list anymore. This is our time that we're connecting with God. And so you won't feel as interrupted. But the best way to stop your mind from running down those all those little rabbit trails is just to have your to-do list right beside you and you can write it down and keep moving on. Otherwise, your mind will kind of keep bringing it up saying, don't forget, don't forget, don't forget. And this is just one way to start training your mind that this is a time to do something different. The other thing is just a simple prayer. It's a simple prayer that we do at one. Simple prayer that if you've been following our um, Hearing God uh, daily emails from one that Casey brought up the very first day, which is Jesus, quiet every voice but yours. And so before you sit down to do your study, just pray over yourself. Jesus, quiet every voice but yours. But then I want you to add, and Jesus, I give you permission to speak to my heart and my mind. Give Jesus permission to speak to you. So it would, it would look like this. You sit down before you start your study, you pray, Jesus, quiet every voice but yours. And Jesus, I give you permission to speak to my heart and my mind. Why do we give Jesus permission? Because of our will. Like I said in the very beginning, God will not violate our free will. But when we give him permission and we invite him in to be a part, he loves that. And that's exactly where, that's how relationship starts. You know, think about it. If I want to get to know someone, if I want to develop a friendship, it starts with a conversation. I give that person permission to meet with me to talk with me and to ask questions. And so that's how we start our relationship with God in the same way. I give him permission to meet with me, talk with me, and ask each other questions. And that's simply what you're gonna be doing. So one question I often get a lot because people maybe have never, like myself, had never ever ever been taught how to connect and hear from God. So they say, what if I don't hear anything? Okay, here's how you're gonna handle that. What if I, what if I go into, the study, because as you're going to see, as you go through the study, every um, study is going to have scripture, and then it's going to have what we call reflections by the water, except there's one day where the printer dropped those questions. So not a big deal. Just move on past that specific day. But reflections by the water is a time where you can sit and ask Jesus some questions for yourself. And um, people often ask, what if I don't hear anything? What I want you to to do is this. Let's say you ask, you're not hearing anything. So I want you to ask Jesus, Jesus, what is nothing or what is silence wanting me to believe? And oftentimes it's going to be as simple as, well, you can't hear. Okay. So then you're going to ask Jesus, Jesus, what is I can't hear wanting me to believe? And then you can ask him, Jesus, I can't hear wants me to believe that I can't hear from you. But Jesus, what is your truth? What do you want me to know? See, silence or nothing or I can't hear often just pops up as a stumbling block, as a diversion. But when you address it straight on with Jesus and you say, okay, Jesus, what is nothing wanting me to believe? And then you list it out. The first thing you hear, because, you know, God talks, he actually talks faster than you think. So go with the first thing you, maybe you see something, you feel something, or you hear a word, write it down. Or you have an emotion, write it down. Then you can say, okay, Jesus, nothing wants me to believe that I can't hear you. Jesus, what is your truth? What do you want me to know? So you just turn it back around. Okay, so we've dealt with nothing, but now let's give Jesus a turn to say, to answer. This is what nothing wants me to believe that I can't hear. But Jesus, what is your truth? What do you want me to know? See, there's a difference between when Jesus speaks, it's a knowing. 
versus when um, when it's not God speaking. It's just trying to get you to believe something. So that's going to set the atmosphere for how things are going to go when you get into your prayer time. Next week, what we're going to be talking about is we're going to start in the first theme. And that's where I'm going to go. And so I want to wrap us up today by reading out of Ephesians from the words of Paul, which are some of my favorite um, favorite words. And this is, is just kind of a prayer that he writes. Um, and it's going to help sort of kindle that curiosity. Because desire, which is going to be what we're talking about next week, a desire to meet him, is really fueled by curiosity. So I'm reading out of the Passion Translation and um, out of Ephesians 1, and I start in verse 3, and this is a prayer that I'm going to pray over you. This is a prayer that Paul wrote, and um, this is where I'm going to close this out. So, may God himself, the Heavenly Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, release grace over you and impart total well-being into your life. Everything heaven contains has already been lavished upon us, as a love gift from our wonderful Heavenly Father, the Father of our Lord Jesus, all because he sees us wrapped in Christ. This is why we celebrate him with all our hearts. And he chose us to be his very own, joining us to himself even before he laid the foundation of the universe. Because of his great love, he ordained us as one with Christ from the beginning so that we would be seen as holy in his eyes with unstained innocence. For it was always in his perfect plan to adopt us as his delightful children through our union with Jesus, the anointed one, so that his tremendous grace that cascades over us would bring him glory for the same love he has for his beloved one, Jesus, he has for us. So Lord, I thank you that you have this extraordinary love for each and every one of us. I thank you that our past has nothing to do with who you are presently for us in this moment. And Lord, I ask that you would give every single person that is getting ready to journey with you through Poolside just this incredible ability to hear and connect with you, Father God. I thank you for the way that you are going to bless them. I thank you that you are opening their eyes, their ears, and their hearts to connect with you. And Lord Jesus, I thank you that you are able to fully come in and quiet every voice that isn't yours. And you are able to speak and connect with every single person who is willing and wanting to be with you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Y'all, I look forward to next week. Again, please leave questions, comments on the social media feeds or DM me. Or you can find me through my website, www.ashleykinsel.com. And if you want more copies, please go to my website. It's not too late to get a group together and do this as a small group or send copies to friends. But thank you again for joining me, and I look forward to connecting with you next week. Until then, take care and God bless.